Welcome, welcome one and all to the DL Debate. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now on Highland Radio are back via the podcast. This is your weekly GA Roundup. I'm joined, of course, as ever by Joe Dex, who's producing the show, keeping an eye on me. Thanks very much to Ivan Borland there and the Power Hour Plus, putting the beats on as ever, getting things moving on a Monday evening. Uh, as I say, I have a couple of announcements just to make before we start the show. One is about a big night that's coming up on May 18th in the Mount Ergo of St. Julian's College. It's a fundraiser evening, a night of legends. Uh, I'll be there, but I'm not including myself in the legend category, let me tell you. There's some real legends coming in the form, of course, the one and only Michael Murphy, Rory Kavanagh, Big Neil Geller, Colin McFadden, uh, to name but a few. Charlie Collins is going to be comparing it, so get behind that May 18th in the Mount Ergill starting at half seven tickets available for that night come along and support uh, we've got Donegal's opening game in the All-Ireland series um, how this All-Ireland series is going to go we're not too sure as Donegal fans we live in hope but uh, the first game is away to Clare of course got a bit of a tanking by Kerry uh, yesterday in that monster final, that is fixed for Saturday the 20th of May in Cusick Park, Ennis through one at 2pm. There'll be a two-week gap then until we meet the Ulster champions. Another handy one for us, either be Derry or Armagh. They'll be coming to Bal Buffet on that June back holiday weekend and Donegal's third game against Monon will be at a neutral venue uh, the weekend of 17th of June. Tyrone will start their All-Ireland campaign against Connacht champions Galway. Tasty game that. That game has been fixed for Saturday the 20th at Pierce Stadium, Salt Hall, with a 5.15 throw-in. And the big Kerry Mew clash, one of the one of the highlights, I think, of those those opening games is at 3pm. Killarney on that same day. Now, it was a busy weekend across sport. I was here, there and everywhere. I was up in Clonus on Saturday watching the remainders, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, coming up short against uh, Monaghan. Uh, their coach, Brendan Kilcoyne, spoke to me uh, after the game. His interview will be coming up uh, now soon. And we also have a special life feature tonight. Really looking forward to this one. Uh, Bert and Donegal hurling legend uh, Joe Boyle will be on the show uh, to talk about his career. What what a tale, what a man. I'm really looking forward to this. But first up, as I say, I was in Lefford yesterday, Clonus Saturday, Lefford yesterday to watch our ladies in Ulster Championship uh, take a bit of a heavy defeat to Armagh and after the match uh, me said, well, as the match wound down uh, I spoke with uh, Maureen O'Donnell and she summed up the game and also where Donegal are at currently The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen and there's free admission entertainment every weekend Yeah, absolute class. Uh, you know, we we're just saying what a joy to watch the footballer uh, of her ability out there. You know, she's just sailing the ball. But you see, that's experience too, Brendan. You know, she knows how to use the breeze. She's hitting shots from far out. She's just getting the ball in the right position, turning and, and, and slotting the ball over the bar. And you can't defend that, Brendan. You know, you can't. But again, most of her play, like as we mentioned in the last night, you know, coming from uh, the likes of Neve Higgerty, trying to get uh, Karen Godley on the ball. But there's been very little impact uh, inside for the forwards. They're mad defensive, too solid, and then when they break, they're breaking in the space, and they've so many dangerous players. Yeah, that's it. Um, I suppose you know we said maybe even on it to that time, you'd be happy to be two points up, but we'd, uh, you see what the breeze has caused out here today. Like maybe Donegal should have been ahead uh, a wee bit further going on at that time. What the breeze? Maybe used the breeze to their advantage, but 
you know, Armad might use that breeze to their advantage. And Donegal just haven't been able to get inside. And that's just the bottom line here today. The firepower up front hasn't been there and haven't been putting enough scores on the board. But then you're up against that class of, you know, um, Amy Mackin and Ethan McCoy and the likes of Captain Kelly Mallon on the other side. Like, Armagh haven't changed really uh, their, their team over the last four years. Uh, Donegal have lost an awful lot of players there. And, and transition, a lot of young players on there, Brendan, a lot of inexperienced players. Game experience, which is good for Donegal going forward, but we'll not probably see a, a really strong Donegal team for a number of years yet. Yeah. And, and Mo, you think it's it's a it's a rebuilding process, this Armagh team uh, further down the line and some of those household names you mentioned, you know, those those brilliant forwards in particular that we have, you know, you can see the value of that because in terms of having a, a response to Amy Mackin, we haven't had that type of player on the pitch that we would have had previous. No, that's the thing you see as I say that like Armagh have three Ulster titles under their belt to going for four in a row this year, you know, and, and I can't see them being beat with the form, the current form they're at. And then you look at Donegal relegated to Division 2, you know, a very poor league campaign and, you know, just struggling even here uh, in championship games like this here in their own home territory. And different. So, you know, we're, you're probably looking at Donegal Armagh final now, but at the end of the day, you probably, with Armagh's form out there today and the players and the, the abilities and players, what a rasping goal there from Captain Kelly Mallon there. And that's the experience that Armagh have. You know, they're just streets ahead today out there, as you can see. How are Donegal going to bridge that gap going into uh, an Ulster final? It's a very difficult uh, proposition. It's tough, you know, you mentioned Maxi, like, and, you know, and what do you do? But you you got to play the cards you have this year, you know, and he's got, he's been in now for a number of years, and this is the first year where he's had a huge number of young and experienced players coming onto the panel, and at the other side of that, losing a lot of experience. So, you know, every team will go through that at swings and roundabouts. You have to prepare for that. You have to prepare for the future. And we have to accept where Donegal's at at this stage of the game now. You know, we've lost players. We're, we're regrouping, um, reforming a new team. And, like, you look out there, it's very positive. There's some young, really young, great caliber players out there coming forward. And these are the figures we have to work with now for the future and, and, and try and get back to where we were before, you know, Brendan. And definitely, Mo, there's no sign of these players because the, the rumours were going that some of them may come back. And, of course, your own club mate, Jerry McLaughlin. But it seems like the, you think uh, time has been called on a lot of these players that it is a, a definite now that what panel uh, Maxi Kern has is what he has to work with. Yeah, I absolutely think that at this stage, you know, it's late for any game, uh, any girl to be coming onto the panel or any player to be coming onto that panel so late on the game. Like, after Ulster Championship will finish out now in a couple of weeks, but the Ulster final probably between Donegal and Armagh, as we said. After that, you go into All Ireland campaign. Like, you know, you need to be putting some solid performances under your belt before you're going to have to Ireland Championship. So, the likes of probably Yvonne, you know, they're still playing club football. Yvonne's playing club football. Gerling's playing club football. But, you know, at this stage, if they were going to be back, they won't be back, Brendan, you know? Yeah. Uh, great roundup from Maureen O'Donnell. As ever, she knows all about the ladies' scene. Sorry, I took a, an ad break by mistake there. Not Joe Dex's fault. That's me getting used to these buttons before Maureen come on. Anyway, not to worry. As I say, on Saturday, uh, we made the trip to Clonus. Always strange going to Clonus when there's not much traffic about and, and uh, you, you have one of those uh, uh, easy runs in and out of Clonus. But uh, Donegal coming up a bit short. Uh, against a decent, well-drilled Monaghan uh, side, a very poor first half. They battled back well in the second half and actually had a chance of a goal late on in the game uh, to snatch a draw, but to be honest, Monaghan was a better side. And after the match, I caught up with uh, Donegal Minor coach Brendan Kilcoyne. 
that's all deviating from the point we need to get our you know our show back on the road for next weekend for Ulster quarter final and that's looking you know, like who looking like Cavan away yeah. probably right. unfortunately after you know t- t- today we could have got a home quarter final if we got a result but unfortunately now we'll have to travel to Cavan we know that we had a real tough encounter with them ding dong battle with them in the league earlier on and you know we know we need to be better than we have been this weekend and last weekend to get a result there so a bit of work to do Brendan but listen encouraging second half performance yeah, but it worked to do indeed for Donegal Miners. But we're going to switch our attention now to, well, it's a man that actually played for Donegal Miners, a uh, bit of a dual star. But we're going to more concentrate on hurling today. But we certainly have to touch on his football career as well. It is Bert and Donegal man Joe Boyle. Joe, are you hearing me there? Hey, I'm Brendan Hayes. Thanks, Joe. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Joe, phenomenal uh, story. I was just. Looking at your 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 career and life and times, uh, uh, Joe, and still going strong as well, <laughs> making a big impact. Now you're you're you've moved outside the county, uh, Joe. Uh, really fascinating to get your uh, views and and some of your stories and your ideas and and your inspirations on life, indeed, uh, Joe. But um, funny, I was just thinking back to to my dad and your dad. Of course, might be having a wee. Uh, a pint looking down at us now uh, Joe two men at work together Jimmy from, from years back of course I was lucky enough to play with your brother Manuel decent hurler himself by the way uh, played a wee bit underage for Bert not that I was any good now Joe but uh, you had Evelyn and Margaret there as well and uh, it was a, it was a good time to be growing up Joe sport was, was huge in the house from, from, from early days and, and at Bridgen School Joe and your influences uh, that, that started you playing uh, hurling and, and, and GA. Uh, that's right, Brendan. Hey, and uh, I suppose as, as you mentioned there, you know what, big family interest, like, and as you say, Evelyn Margaret and Grace there, and then Manuel, of course, as well. You know, and and uh, I remember it's funny even when you're thinking back. You know, I was going to games, and I remember Manuel be going to all the Donegal and and uh, Bert Hurley games. You know, and I remember I, I used to tag along with him as I did, and uh, I used to always throw the the pair of boots and the shorts and socks in the back of the car just in case I were short any night. You know, and. But no, look, great, great, great memories, Brendan. As I said, hey, you know, I was all over the, the county watching Burton Donegal. And then, as you said there, then I suppose, you know, going to primary school in Bergen, you like Colin Davis there was massive influence, like, you know, when um, starting off there, he he did Trojan work with, with, uh, with especially for the birth, you know what I mean? And like he would set up uh, underage training there in Burton on a Saturday morning and, and then at schools, school leagues and stuff like that, you know, lunchtime leagues after schools. You know, he did massive amount of work with us, you know, and, and in the winter then he would have took us to Endor, hurley down the youth club and burned foot there, like and, and, and then we would have went to leagues around County Derry and up around Antrim. So as I said, you know, he was a massive influence in the career at the start. I think anybody came through Bridgen School, you know, had a hurl in their hand at, at some stage, like, you know, if they carried it on or not, it's different. But a lot, a lot of boys, you know, would have went through Bridgen School and, and Colm Davis is a big influence there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Joe, funny, I spoke to a couple of people around Burton at about you. The, the, quite a few of them said the same thing. You used to be down round the pitch, mad keen to be playing and, and pucking about and mad keen, obviously, to go up and... And, and play for for Burton, getting the senior team. But on on the raids, too, you were you were a leader, you know, often captain. And listen, you were playing a bit of Gaelic, playing a bit of hurling, but you were you were always going to uh, excel in the uh, a Burt team that was really just dominating uh, the the Donegal hurling scene. I look, Brendan. I, you know, it seems like yesterday to be honest. It's a long time ago, now, but I suppose you look back. But uh, 
no, like I used to be down around the pitch high and, and, and to be honest with you, you know, watching the boys train, that's what I loved, like, you know, going down there and just being, being part of it and watching them boys, you know, you, you had that many lads like that I looked up to, to be honest, um, you know, and I suppose at that time I used to go and I used to collect the slitters for the boys, you know, and, and uh, they used to always give me a slitter at the end of training then for doing it, you know, stuff like that and I would go home then and pretend to be one of the boys, you know, in the garden and I suppose that's that's like any young child. I suppose it's, it's, it's a common occurrence around the county, and and that would have been me, you know. And but one thing I always wanted was to to captain Burton the county final, and that's that's been honest, like you know, and, and won a county title, and sure, like you know, nothing else I could ask for. I probably at that stage, you know, Danny Gall probably wasn't in the radar, you know, it was just Bort, 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 like so. To, um, to play with some of them boys then, you know, was, was certainly a dream come true for me, you know, like. Yeah, before you got there, just at, at, as I said, minor level, you're actually in the Donegal football uh, minor squad. You must have been handy as well. Of course, Darren McDermott was getting involved in the in the hurling. You, Paul Killahan as well. Things was things were beginning to get uh, good organising. You won an All-Ireland minor B. Must have given you a lot of a belief as well to, to go and win a major competition like that. I definitely look as you said there. I suppose around that time, you know, like Paul Kilhan, like he'd been, he'd been probably knowing more for the football, obviously, and and things like that. I remember the All Ireland '92 team, and 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 I suppose when he came in, he became a coaching officer, I think, and and Danny Gall, like, and then even Don Ulster. But um, you know, when he came in, himself and PJ O'Brien, and and that uh, came in to the to, took over the under twenty one team, took over the minors first actually, and then took over the twenty ones and. It kind of brought that wee bit of professionalism to, to the thing, and and for us as young boys, then we thought, you know, this is this is great, like, and and laid a lot of things that probably we weren't doing underage hurling wise in Donegal for a while, and and they brought that to the table, and you know we went on and and we beat some great teams like along the way, and and things like that, and it gave you that wee bit of belief and a bit of momentum then when you were going on to play senior hurling, and Darren at the time was was over the senior team, I think when I made my debut, Darren was over the senior team, and. You know, I remember the phone call. I had obviously no mobile at that stage. I'm giving away the age here now, I suppose. But uh, it was, he, he rang the house, you know, and I remember my mother saying, Darren, if there's on the phone, she, and she says, I went down the stairs and, you know, it was great. He, he, I got the call up. He says, you're, you're coming to training, you know, and I couldn't wait. I was up in Drumbo and I forget it. I went up to Drumbo and then to train with all the boys then at that stage, you know, it was just it was brilliant, to be honest, Brian. Yeah, not that uh, maybe Drumbo was just the best place for Hurling, as I remember it. That, the whole, <laughs> no, co- the whole county was training them. <laughs> well, it was bad enough for football, but in a skillful game like Hurling, where you need the surface is way more important, you know. <laughs> I mean, that that thing, when you think about where it is now, Joe, with, with the training centre and convoy and, and the pitches and the way they're laid out, I mean, they basically stuck... Uh, two two four, two sets of goals in 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 a field and that that big field that was going on down the hill that wasn't sold at all and then everybody was uh, no. play, playing in the one Joe it, it, it must have been a, a bit of a disaster at nights in the winter up there trying to get a hurling match going. I look Bren look night and day now the the difference you know if I think of if young boys or what even up the train and that and that now they, they would look at you they probably wouldn't go out on day to be honest with you like so. You know, but at that time, I'll be rude, I didn't care less, like, to be honest, you know, and it probably wasn't the the most best surface in the world. But at that stage, I suppose, as a, as a 17-year-old being called up to the, the team, you know, I, I didn't care where it would have been if it was out out in the <laughs> yeah. back garden. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that was massive. Like, um, it, didn't, it didn't really bother. But as you sit it there and I, like, you look at the centre of excellence convoy now and, and stuff like that, it's, it's, it's night and day. And we did a lot of training, I suppose, around... Um, O'Donnell Park at the time to out in the back pitch there as well, you know, and would have played the games in the main pitch. So, 
you know what I mean? That uh, that that was a brilliant place altogether to be doing your training and playing your games. You know. Yeah, and Joe, listen, you obviously what a time you had with Donegal. You know, seventeen years, four All Irelands. You know, and and, and many other things in it. But the, on the Burt thing, there was sixteen in a row uh, titles won there, Joe. There was a time that Burt was uh, Donegal, and I was trying to get my head around that. You know, it's, it seems. Are crazy, but in many ways, I suppose, Bart, then you trained as a club and as a county and won. And I suppose you trained at Bart a lot of the time, then was it? So, so that kind of total, uh, uh, I suppose, team being, being all Bart lads, it must have been a, a, um, I suppose, a strange time in many ways, but I suppose it suited in terms of if you had had half the team in, it would have been more trouble. The fact that it was the whole team, you could literally do Bart and Donegal at one time. I look. I suppose I was. I was only kind of around that time. I, I was coming into the the tail end of it at that stage. I suppose, but um, as you said, it it's kind of ben- benefited both really, in, in, in many ways, you know, because they, they kind of tied it in like Bertrand was Danny Galtron for for a long time. Like you know what I mean. But I suppose when when I started to come around, uh, started to come on the scene, then you know you had a influx of boys there, like you, you James Donnelly and that from McCool's, Danny Cullen, Kevin Campbell. Um, these boys, Colin Brannock, Eugene Oregon, you know, they were starting to come and and around the place then and around an area. So, and uh, I suppose he started to bring in a few more boys from different clubs. Which look, come here, only only strengthens us as well, you know. But for a long time, as you said, it, it was just a whole board, like and and look, it's only benefited board as well, I suppose, and any goal to, to to have that as well. But um, no, they certainly flied the flag for for a long time there, you know. And and after that, I suppose you said that a period there was a couple of uh, seasons where you didn't want it, but then there was a there was a five in a row again. Uh, Joe, you were you were one of the main men at this point. You were captain and uh, kind of leading a bit of a new wave uh, at at board. I look, Brendan. Like I suppose you know when I started to come on there, maybe the, you always heard that that Bert's finished, you know, and you would have heard it a lot of times that she was finished now and. And look, a few of the boys might have been coming towards the end, and then there was a, a maybe a couple of us younger boys coming in at that stage. But I suppose like people thought that 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 was the end of it. Like, and and, and we went then. I think it was two thousand and ten. You know, for the first time, and I don't know how long. Um, Bert never made the final. You know, and this was it. Like, Bert, Bert were finished. Bert were finished, and that's all we heard. But you know, I suppose that we, we kind of had still a few experienced players, Mickey and Neil and. And Kieran Dowds and these boys still about the place, like and and that and that, and then myself and Andy McDermott and Benny Harrigan, these boys were running around there as well. And then we were lucky because an our younger generation kind of came on that that seat as well. We you likes the Cricky McDermott and Rona McDermott, Dara Grant, and these kind of boys. So we were we were lucky then that they came on and and we had a great team. We went on to one five in a row, and I was fortunate enough, you know, to be captain of that team uh, a few times. Like so, that that was that was obviously. You know, massive for us, and it's something that kind of sticks out in my head. You know, because as I said, when I was going down to Bort Pitch as a, as a young boy, all I wanted to do was to to, to be there on county final day for Bort Black and, and to lift the cup. You know, was just probably that bit of extra special as well, and and to go on and, and won the five in a row. And around that, when you heard so much stuff that we were kind of gone, you know, to, to come back and, and do it was was brilliant, Bryn. Yeah, yeah, and you had an Ulster title in there as well, um, Joe. Mickey McCann was on to me about a. A game they were short. You landed. You had four points. You're only sixteen in the Ulster club game. That's the first time they they get a real sense that this is a this young fellow is going to be a serious uh, hurler. And we more reverted back to the the half back line after that. But uh, that that was his first memory of you really coming down, setting down a marker. But you you lifted an Ulster title, of course, and uh, and uh, an All Ireland Junior Sevens as well. Yeah, 
Aye, as I said, as, as you were on there, I suppose, remember that game? I was I was half forward, I think. I started off half forward, like, half forward for a while. And I think it was uh, Paul Killen actually moved me back in the under 20s, 21s at the time, for um, into the half back line. I kind of stayed there then. And, and Ray Jurek, you know, who would have been a big influence there as well, he, he kind of preferred me in the defence as well. And, and look, I suppose the rest is history. I stayed there then for. To, to the day, I suppose. Um, but look, no, I, we won at Noster Junior in 2011, Brendan, and it was uh, Craig and Keekums from Antrim. We played, we actually went to a replay that game, you know, and, and, and we beat them in the replay. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a massive game, that big for the club as well. It wasn't a, a, an Ulster title, and we went across, and I think we played fucking Gales over in Birmingham at the time, but it only gave us a week to prepare because of the, the, the what he called the replay so you know it was kind of rushed in and went over and, and suppose I'm making excuses but look we, things just didn't go to, to plan for us and we were beating the day and, and, and things like that but that was always something that kind of stuck out you know I thought we could have maybe went further in, in that competition as well maybe got to an All-Ireland semi-final or something you know but um, no the sevens then you mentioned the sevens the sevens was, was great because you know yourself going down to the sevens are a great weekend and we were going down for many a year and I suppose we were unfortunately never won it and got to a couple of finals and were defeated and stuff like that but to go down I think this year and we didn't really expect much from ourselves either we went down and we kind of got our team together nearly the night before and things like that and we went down with no expectation in some ways and we got to the final against Katie from Armagh and look, it was brilliant to, to won that for going up for so many years you know and the likes of I think Mickey was actually in goals in that team and, and we nailed Jude there and boys like that and Murray McGrath and these boys and you know it was brilliant they won that as well and, and for us going up the years we had a couple of younger boys on as well you know as well the McDermott's and that so no it was, it was great to get over the line in that as, as well Brendan and, uh, and spe- special, special moments uh, Joe that All-Ireland weekend the buzz about it and the team's up and uh, I've played in them sevens a few times hey, they're, they're, they were some of the best weekends uh, of my life up there you know um, it was just uh, <laughs> the crack was was unbelievable, but there was such a buzz about uh, Dublin. This special memory for you to lift out competition. Ah, look, as you said, the, the weekends just like you know from start to finish. We used to go up in the Friday evening times, and we would come home on the Sunday after the Ireland final. And sure, like you know, we, we had great memories of it. Like I went up as a as a young boy as well to start, and Jesus, sure, it was brilliant. I, I loved every minute of it, you know, and and be able to go there and play against other teams. And, and I suppose the sevens was a bit more relaxed, you know, and and things like that. And obviously, there's a gap between games and things, and you would have you know mingled with our teams and boys you might have knew from playing against them with county and stuff like that. So it was great. And then obviously you went out and you had your crack in the Saturday night and went to the Ireland final on the on the Sunday and stuff. So. You know, in the, the crack home and, and the bus, we used to take the bus up and things like that. So it was great, great memories. And I suppose to get over the line then, um, there and the uh, near the end was was probably extra special as well to get that medal as well. You know. Yeah, and Joe, listen, as I say, phenomenal stuff um, at, at your county curling hurling group. Before I get that, Ronan McGlahan wouldn't forgive me if I bypassed a bit of football there and. Uh, and Birch rise in the in the football as well. You said a good side at one stage there, Joe. Uh, left in the intermediate, got the senior um, quarter as well. Uh, I think back in the day, and uh, the Tasmanian Devil, of course, orchestrating all. And 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 him and Mickey and I had the same things to say about you, Joe, about never missing training and your reading of the game and, and your attitude. You were great around 
the group as well in terms of uh, uh, mingling and, and helping boys and that. And it, both of them said the same things about you, which is which is a testament to you. But you were you were mixing the two. Did that have its did, did that have its drag as well? The, the fact that the football was going well then, and you were supposed to perform like multiple times throughout the year in terms of football and hurling. Do you know something, Brendan? And, and you hear this a lot, like, and, and, and suppose the day the dual players kind of kind of gone now. Even even like obviously county level is nearly completely gone, but at club level it's it's kind of it's kind of gone back a bit as well. You know, and to, to me at that time, I I just love playing for Bort, You know, be it hurling or football, it didn't matter to me. Like, but I suppose I, I thought at that time one kind of complemented the other in some ways. You know, because we would have been known then in football, we would have been you know everybody would have been pretty fit because you've been playing. Obviously, you're hurling and your football, and you could have been out a few nights a week. And I suppose they had a bit burnout and stuff, but it didn't really. I don't think it didn't really hinder us in, 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 in many ways, you know, because you know, as I said, we, we the both managers kind of knew they looked out if you were tired a night, you took a rest um, from one or the other, and you you work together, like you know. And for for me, it, it can work. Like you can work um, definitely with the, the, the both. And look, we got a great run in the we won the football junior I think 2011 that was the first time I think Bird ever won a won a you know a title a football senior title sorry um, you know and then went on and obviously 2016 we won an intermediate final and beat Mulford after a replay which was a, a brilliant game as well and, and things like that and went on also the year after the junior I think Colin McFadden had a underscore for Smichael's in the quarter final and, and beat us by a point I think it was but Look, I to me anyway, I I, I, I think that both can complement each other. Like um, playing hurling and football, definitely. Like you only have to just look at Slock Neil there. They're not a big, big parish or nothing like that there, and and, and what they can do. So, um, I'd be I'd be all for playing playing both anyway as as, as much as you can. Yeah, good man, good man. Allows the body allows it. Uh, Joe, no body. Joe, the the All Irelands. Uh, you you've won leagues as well uh, with Donegal. The first ever All Ireland title. You were captain that time, uh, were you, Joe? Can you talk us through just those, those, uh, I suppose, the brilliance of that uh, time and, and how Hurland and Donegal uh, started on the up and up and it's continuing now? I look, Brendan, I suppose around, around the best thing I think that, that came in was probably the, the, the Nicky Rackard, the Laurie Maher, and, and the Christy Ring competitions because. Like for a young boy growing up in Donegal, playing hurling, you know, I never thought that you'd probably get to Crow Park, play hurling in Crow Park. Like, you know what I mean? That that was kind of, you know, probably wasn't realistic in many ways. So, to to get that opportunity, then that you know that, that your grade, that teams you were playing were against were were obviously you, you were competitive games. You know what I mean? So you had that opportunity. Look, if I put the head down as a team here. We, we, we can reach an all, an all Ireland final and play in Crow Park. So in 2000, we obviously won the, the, the Labour Wallace and we, we went on then and Ray Jurek took over there and, and like he did mighty work as well. Like and, and, and Ray won the beat was common and so we did. And I was actually captain that year. Like Ray, the captain was, was, was great as well. Like to go up to the steps of the Hogan stand, but we beat our, our strongest common team. And thinking back, I suppose, going on that, we, we weren't probably overly confident. You know, we were going on as big underdogs and, and, and to give them, you know, to beat them that day was, was massive, really, for, for, for us. Like, um, you know, to give us that confidence then moving on. We won a couple of league titles and stuff after that then. And I think that was a massive day for, for Donegal Hurling, really, to, to get over the line that day against the Roscommon team, you know, in Crow Park in a final was, was, was massive, really, Brendan. And Joe, what, what, what was that... How many times have you played at Crow Park? Was that one of your first times, or can you remember your first time? Because I, I just remember as a wee lad 
myself as a wee lad. I just remember my debut there. It was actually the old Crow Park. You're on about your age now. I'm showing mine. <laughs> so, you go, we're going back a bit now. It was actually 1998, it was. And uh, I remember just hitting that uh, place. It was such a magical place because I'd been a wee boy watching games. I actually watched a lot of hurling games there. My mum's from Galway. And I uh, used to push over the turnstile. It was at a couple of Ireland semi-finals and finals supporting uh, Galway. So, to, to be, I never thought I'd play there. Uh, too. Well, maybe in my heart somewhere as a, uh, as a young boy growing up, I did. But you never know where the world will take you. So, that aspect of it as well, Joe, being in there. And again, going back to what we were saying about Trumbo, that pitch that's there, you know, that just uh, it just encourages skill uh, uh, for hurling. So to be up there and to win the competition uh, for your county at national level, it must have given you a, a great satisfaction. And as you said, the fact then that you had you could aim for a competition properly, uh, and that's where Donegal are at now. You know that they can properly uh, compete. It's vital, and something I suppose that the football's trying to sort itself out with as well. And a lot of people are trying to cling on to things, but for you. That experience, Joe, I suppose, playing at Crow Park and and all that that brought with it as well. It must have been a magical time. Ah, uh, definitely. It definitely was, Brendan. Do you know what I mean? I, I remember, I think it was the Laurie Maher final, the first time we, we ever got there. Like, And look, you know, to be honest, you, you, you were really just happy to get there in some ways. Like, And, and you were kind of awed by this place and you were looking around. And we were actually beat by Ron that day. They got a couple of goals near the end and beat us. And, I suppose the next time you end up, you, you kind of knew that, like, you know, we, we need the one here as well, like, you know what I mean? And you, you didn't probably take as much on board in some days, uh, some ways. But uh, no, that, that day against Russ Common, you know, it was, it was massive. I think, like, you know, we, we played really well. Like, you know, some of the some of the work rate from the forwards. I remember vaguely, like, you know, some of the work rate from the forwards that day. And we got her a bit of luck too, you know, we had a man sent off and, I think there was a high ball into the square, you know, and the keeper was taken out of it more or less there by, you know, and the, and the ref let it go and stuff like that. You know, we got her a bit of luck as well that day and, and, and to get over the line, as you said, like, you know, in the National Stadium, you know, and look, to, to us, you know, all our family and friends and that were all there and, and, and people from your club and different things like that. So it was it was really special, Brendan, to be honest. And it, I think it kind of gave Donegal Hurling a wee bit more profile, you know, moving forward. It, it kind of brought things on and, and no, look. All you want to do is give every every young person in Donegal a chance to, to play hurling. You know, I heard Colin McFadden on with you there a few weeks ago, and he said he never got the opportunity to play hurling. Like you know, and to me, that's that's kind of sad because I think yeah. that everybody should get the opportunity to play hurling, uh, no matter what club you're from. Like you know what I mean? It's, it doesn't matter where you're playing or, or what club you're from. You know, I think that everybody should be given that opportunity because, like you know, it's just just just, just fantastic to to be able to go out there and, and play. You know. Yeah, it is a very special game indeed. Uh, just talk about Mickey McCann. Um, one of the things he did say about you was that, uh, you know, you'd rest all weekend for the game. Of course, you were working with Mickey and then he would say, you enjoyed a wee night out and uh, you weren't too easily got on a Monday then. Uh, a lot of the time that was his reading. Is this uh, true or false? I think so, but it's true. <laughs> I would say, I would say in fairness, Brendan, he wasn't, he wasn't far wrong now and, and, and had he listened to plenty from him after it, you know, but uh, no, look, Mickey, Mickey was good to me now in fairness, but uh, come here, I, I always say I'd never make out the times there, I suppose I lost the run of myself for, for maybe a couple of years, you know, and, and 
look, I, I don't hide from the fact, you know, and, and, and Mickey and around that time was a, was a big help to me, you know, even when he was county manager and, and Ardle there towards Ardle's and Ardle's reign as well, you know, I suppose I, I probably, you know, my co- commitment levels are maybe might have dropped a bit and stuff like that. So, you know, the boys always kind of had me back and, and thank God, you know, I, I turned it around and got back again and got back playing. But, you know, I always appreciated that because even we worked with Madlox and, and, and China and that around, he was thinking you've seen a hurley manager at the time and different bits and pieces. So, the boys always had your back, and that—that's the great thing too about the GA, Brendan. You know, suppose at that time if, if they didn't really care and let you go, you don't know where you would go. Like you know, so they, they always had your back, and you know, family and friends and stuff as well. I was very very fortunate that, that, that I had so many good people around me at the time as well. And yeah. uh, thank you, Brendan. You know, you're very honest, Joe, in, in, in mentioning that because I think we often hide from the fact that you know you can take a dip in life and and you at the time were you were thinking you were you were pulling away you were enjoying nights out and you were kind of almost going to going to turn your back on it and if you had a it might have led into a bit of a spiral but as it, as it was as you were saying your, your your club and county mates and the people around you all all kept uh, kept you in the loop kept coming down saying let's go let's go and pulled you pulled you back out of it too so it's, it's a good message to anybody in there that's you know, we all go through a bit of dark, dark time from the dark uh, periods in life. But but you were in one, and you managed to pull out it with the help of your friends. That's exactly it, Brendan. And, and to be honest, you know, maybe times I would have would have rang up and, and would have said, maybe I'm not, I'm not ready to go to training or something like that. And, and you know, the likes, of, uh, you know, as I said, Mickey and Ardo's kind of over the teams county wise at that time. And and you know, they were always kept in the loop of the, you know, come ahead and Anthony Coyle over the road there would have been, you know, he would ring up, he's a kit man there for a number of years and he would have come over and maybe collected me and said, oh, let's go, let's go, you know, and and, and stuff like that. But I, I suppose it's important, I suppose, anybody, like, it's just to keep to keep going, really, like, and, and they have that, you know, I could have pulled away and, and as I said, I don't know where things probably would have ended up, you know, you just don't know, but uh, they have that, you know, the GA there and, and the boys uh, that I played with and, and uh, the management, they kind of, you know, they they, 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 they kind of looked after me in, in, in many ways, you know what I mean? And look, we got back and got back and joined me football and me hurling and different bits and pieces and family life and stuff like that there, you know, and I have a great family around me, as I said, you know, and uh, I'm lucky enough now to live on my own you know, I have a great fiance there, Maria, and a wee son, Bobby. So just just shows you know, and get married now in a few weeks, Brendan, as well. So look at how it just just shows you how it how it how it comes around and and things yeah. like that. But no, as I said, I was very very fortunate and very lucky to, to have good people around me. Fantastic stuff, yeah. It was all about same as uh, Joe. We're not about the friends and family. Joe, I was just thinking back, and I know you're not going to mention this. The final against Mayo, and we were we were looked like we we're heading for defeat, and uh, you conjure up a, a goal out of somewhere uh, an absolute cracker of a goal to pull us back into the game and we go on and, and won the match what's, what's your memories of that uh, game Joe because that goal just stands out in my head so much uh, look Brendan I suppose we, we, we were kind of getting outrun to be honest in the first half hey, we, we first 15 minutes and at that time the, the water breaks were in you know the, the, you were 15, 15 minutes and then you got a, a water break and we were, we were glad to see it at that stage you know because we were we were sixes and sevens and Mickey kind of called us in and and Matt and, and uh, Jamesy and Gabriel, you know, and, and they got us together and they said, look, boys, you know, we have to make a few changes and they did, like, you know, and, and for me, I suppose the goal here, on with the goal there and I, at that time, you know, I suppose we, I was I was feeling as fit as ever I was feeling, you know, when I was kind of up and down the pitch from wing back and stuff and, and I got myself into a great position and to be honest with you, I thought I was closer to goal than I was. <laughs> so <laughs> I had a, 
I had a, I had a, I had a go. I know it, and thankfully it went under the net. You know, and remember Mickey saying to me after you're lucky that went under the net. He says he says he should have tapped it over the bar. But look, it kind of brought us back. And they we got a few, tagged on a few points from them at half time. A couple of points. I think we were two points down just that then we we got ourselves together and regrouped at half time and you know it was, was a great victory because um, you know Mayo were a fancy team at that stage and, and it just shows you how it goes I'm playing with most of them boys now down here so look that's, that's, that's the way it goes isn't it yeah yeah, it just shows you how, the, how you can turn uh, Joe just for Leith Emerald Islands was, was there any uh, that you savoured more than other is there any that you thought that you weren't expected the one that just came through out of the four um, I I probably go back to the, to the Russ Common one again, Brent. And and this is only me chatting personally, like, and it's nothing to do with me being captain or not. It's probably just I think at that time we probably lacked that wee bit of belief, you know, going in against maybe teams like Russ Commons, Mayo's, and these teams, you know, um, like you know, beating them. We were getting, we weren't really beating them at that stage, you know, and to get over the line against them. Like, you know, that day, massive, like, and, and I was down there a few weeks ago, Donegal uh, played, played uh, Roscommon in the, in the, in the next year, just a couple of weeks ago, and they were never in trouble, you know, so it's, it shows how far it has moved on, like, you know, the boys had a comprehensive one against Roscommon a few weeks ago, they got a couple of goals near the end, I know Roscommon to make it look a bit better, but no, I think we've, we've, we've moved on a lot, and it just shows you that the that uh, it's moving in the right direction, Brendan. Yes, indeed. And listen, Joe, you just, I didn't realise this about what you're at now. You said obviously about Maria and, and, and we, baby Bobby, uh, down there, you're a happy man. You were in Galway travelling up and down and you've ended up moving out uh, to Mayo near Knock, which is which is handy for a man that uh, goes to Mass a few times a week. Like I know you do a lot, uh, Joe Dobardi. Joe, you're, you're down near the, the Connick Centre of Excellence there. Uh, Turin is a club, is it? That's right, Brent. Yeah, yeah, Torino, And listen, yeah. Joe, honestly, I thought at this point when you when you pulled away there, I thought this man's just going to enjoy his life now and put the feet up. Little did I know that that's certainly not the case. That you are uh, excelling uh, down there with uh, with with with, the, with this Mayo club, winning winning championships and and Connacht titles, and and uh, even getting to an All Ireland hurling final. Talk to me about this. Hi, look, Brendan. Uh, again. Look, I was travelling up and down from... We were living in Galway. Me and Maria was living in Galway at the time. And, and I suppose I was travelling up and down to play for Bort and, and play for uh, uh, Donegal. And look, I was, I'm getting no younger, I suppose, and, and, and things like that. And it just the travelling stuff was taking its toll. And then, obviously, we had... The wee man was coming along the way and different things. And I just thought, you know, we were settling. and We bought a house here in my own. We were settling down. I thought, look, it's time to... To, to make a few uh, routes here and, and get to know a few people and things and there's no better way than the GA to do that so look it was a look to, come here I'm, I'm bored through and through and it was a massive massive uh, decision to, to leave your home club but look it's something that, that had to be done and they're in a good place as it is anyway without me so look I, I, as I said we moved on and I'm very fortunate I moved here as I say I'm probably very lucky to play with some great players and, and being in some great teams as well you know and and no, none better than this terrain team as well. Like, you know, there's some brilliant, brilliant players and the club as a whole welcomed me and, and things like that. And we went on and we won two, I think we won the last two Mayo Hurley titles and we won two Connacht Intermediate titles, beating Galway opposition in the final and stuff. And we went the whole way to the Ireland uh, final intermediate this year in Crow Park as well, you know, and we were pipped in the line by a monoline team from Limerick who, you know, they had boys on there that won Liam McCarthy medals for Limerick and I think three of them's on the Limerick panel this year as well, the, the Hurley senior panel. So look, shows you the calibre of players we were playing against and we kind of just 
near the end, we, we we just never got over the line. We had a couple of misses and that, and they tagged on a couple of great scores, you know. But um, no, it was disappointing, I suppose, that we didn't get over the line, Brendan. Um, you know, we, we had the opportunity, and, and them opportunities don't come around too often, to be honest. But look, we're, we're back to again this year. Um, uh, the the boots are back out there again, you know, and I'm tipping about playing a bit of football, club football there as well, and, and things like that as well. So look, as I said, if if the body's well, then why not? And uh, and I'm enjoying it as more now than ever. So um, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm very fortunate, Bryn. Joe, that's absolutely phenomenal. Honestly, after looking at your whole career and all that you've done in 17 years with Donegal and everything you've done with Burt and playing football, honestly, I could not believe what what's happened here. And I suppose, Joe, in many ways, I know when I went to England as a young lad, uh, back to Northampton, playing sport over there, I couldn't imagine not being over there and playing sport because of everything it did. It must have been a brilliant way for you to... Uh, I suppose get known in the community and make new friends and and you know nothing better than your club club mates and you coming down and being able to add a lot of value to them. It must have been a great uh, 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 chapter in your life that that not only you along with a very successful team but everything else that that brings with it the sport and the and the camaraderie and the friendships. Exactly, Brendan. Like, and, and you know, it kind of nearly gave me a new lease of life in some ways as well. You know, um, probably going in and in my head, I kind of had to prove myself in some ways again. You know, you're down here, and like I remember going to training, and and at that time, a lot of the the terrain lads would have been in playing with um, Mayo, like you know, and sure, I I thought Jesus right, I was playing the games without the, the Mayo lads, and next thing they all came back. I think that at that time they had something like. 14 boys on the, on the Mayo panel and they, all these lads landed back and I thought, cheekers, I'm going to have to, how am I going to get in this team, you know? So, like, it's like anything, you have to knuckle down and fight for your place and, and things like that. But as you said, out, outside of that as well, it's, it's great, you know, and, uh, to get to know people and, and look, the community and, and the club welcomed me with open arms and, and geez, they were great to me, to be honest, and still are and, and things like that. And I remember, it's funny, me and Maria went down into the shop one day and she said, what's keeping you? And I was unchapping all these ones and she said, geez, you know more people here now than I do. So <laughs> it's just the power of the, the GA, I suppose, in many, in many ways you get to know a lot of people and, and, and they get to know you and sure, look, it's, it's great, isn't it, to, to, to have that opportunity as well, Brendan? Yeah, Joe, it's massive. I mean, if you're meeting Galway sides and meeting Limerick sides, you know, and it, it's, it's phenomenal stuff that you're competing at that level and that's just how you ended up. So is that Maria's home club would that have been her club that you ended up there that's where her family's from well they would just be from it's in the parish there Brenda because it's, it's really they're a hurling only club and then it's a, a football a football only club you know what I mean there the football only club would be Eastern Gales um, there where, 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 where they would be from so then the, the, the local hurling club then would have been Terrain where I'm where I'm uh, playing there as well then so look it's as I said I'm, I'm very fortunate to be able to uh to, to play for them there now and look you, you never know down the road what, what way things work out maybe the own wee man might go and play there and things like that you know um, yeah. so please God but look that's that that's the way it went and I was, was very lucky you know to probably again to such a good club as well uh, uh, after after probably moving away from Burt you know as, as I said it's, it's a hurling mad you know it's very small there's no shop or it's just a small village, man. There's no shop or nothing. There's just kind of really the church in the hurling, and, and and that's all they do, really. And and look, sure, I, I couldn't have came to a better place in many ways. Uh, to be to be, I love the hurling myself, and yeah. as I said, and and to go there and play is brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bobby, of some uh, career to look look at when it, when it comes to comes to yours, Joe. Joe, you just mentioned the Nicky Riker there and and Donegal. I've, I've been at a couple of games and that you know they're. They're playing. They're playing some 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 brilliant hurling, as you said. Controlling games. They're they're, they're steady now in Division Two, B Joe, which was 
a situation where a few times Donegal got up, they couldn't handle it there. Now they're they're very stable, very comfortable there. Um, in terms of uh, the the championship, and, and how do you see it? Do you think it's just going to come down to a uh, this uh, dress rehearsal and then a final uh, with uh, Wicklow? Is that the way you're seeing it? I, I would I I would say so, Brendan. To be honest with you, um, look, I, I seen them there uh, last two weeks ago. Now it is, Brendan. But um, no, very very impressed. Like uh, Mickey, and, and I know he, he brought Jamesy in this year. There is. As to help Gabriel with the coaching and stuff, and no, they're 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 going very well, you know. And some young players probably running a bit of new blood into the team as well, and it's really helped things. For Mickey as well, you know what I mean. Um, few of the board boys there, uh, Connor and and uh, Liam Ogg, and then you've Rory there from from Satanta and stuff, and a couple of our young boys, you know, which has helped. And then you still have the the old heads like the Deckies and the the Stevie Gillespie's, the Crickies, the Ronans, the Dannys. These boys still around there look massive in nets as well, you know what I mean. So, no, I'd say it's. It's, it's the last game in O'Donnell Park against them in Wicklow will be a bit of a maybe a bit of shadow boxing I would say they say the least yes. to be done and, then, and down to business then and a few weeks after in the, in the Nicky Record final but I know look Mickey he'll still he has to get over the line against Louth and um, not disrespecting them but look by by all accounts it's it's between uh Danny Gall and Wicklow and I would give them a massive chance against Wicklow as well. You know what I mean? They're they're playing some great stuff. And I actually think Crow Park might actually suit them. Um you know some flying machines there now at the minute as well in the team. So um no, I'd I'd fancy them uh, to go all the way this year now. Yeah, yeah. Just the, it was the last game was that was the was the Fermanagh game in the park. What a what a game of hurling that was a two Joe because I'd I'd been watching football for a few weeks and it was like the difference between two teams just going at it compared to the, the out and out tactics of, of football and, and where things is at. In many ways say at the weekend we our minors lost, our ladies lost heavily there in a the rebuild. Our seniors of course are in a serious uh, uh, moment of trouble and, and that is going to take a, a bit of time to get around. So in many ways the hurlers are flying the flag. Uh, Joe, we're down to the last minute here. Joe, I just wonder, do you want to wrap it up? Any any message for, for any the body's still good anyway? Have you any message for any any young hurlers, budding hurlers coming through just about uh playing for Donegal and their application to the game? Ah uh, look Bryn, as I said, hey, I was very fortunate to to play in great teams with great players and um any any young boy coming through there now is it's look look it's there's great opportunities there now. Like I, I, I think back in my career and I think Jesus I was very lucky and, and not just because I won titles and played with great players and won cups and stuff, but you know, the friends I made out of it and I know people might say this or that, but some of the friendships I made out of it, not just from obviously my own club, but boys from all over the county and you know, memories I have with them boys and, and things like that, games and nights out and after games and things that happened and stuff like that. Some brilliant, brilliant memories and, and friends that I have there for life. So I find myself very fortunate, and as I said, it's, it's, it's certainly not over yet. I'll give it an hour, an hour <laughs> rattle for a year. Well, Joe, listen, the way you're going, hey, anything's possible, Joe, anything's possible. Listen, that was an absolutely brilliant uh, uh, career story there, life stories here in the DL debate. Joe, wish you all the best in the future, and thanks so much for joining us this evening. Brandon, thanks, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, thank you. Top man, Joe Boyle there, fair play to him. Wrapping up the show there, folks. Well, thanks, Joe Dex, for producing. Stay tuned for the excellent Monday night sessions. I'll speak to you all next week.